Casey Georgeson's enthusiasm for beauty landed her the coveted spot as the first ever MBA intern for Sephora in 2007. After receiving an MBA from Stanford University, she spent her entire career leading up brand development at Kendo, facilitating the launch of a number of cult favorite brands such as Marc Jacobs Beauty, Elizabeth and James Nirvana, Hello Kitty, Kat Von D, and Sephora by OPI. On a new mission to bring CBD wellness to the forefront of beauty, Casey created St. Jane in 2018. Her passion about the prevailing benefits of CBD for skin propelled her to unveil a brand with the best in-class beauty formulations, connecting the CBD potency in the luxury space. Her purpose is to provide women with an A-list collection filled with powerful wellness ingredients that not only work, but offer a sense of calm, radiance, and anti-inflammation. St. Jane is luxurious, 100% clean, and infused with full-spectrum pure CBD, which delivers indulgent, high-performance formulas that inspire you to microdose wellness moments throughout the day. Named for innocence, the female side of the cannabis plant and the patron of Saint Healing, Saint Jane encourages you to take deliberate pauses through the day while helping your skin reach its full potential. Glow Radio is a podcast for sassy entrepreneurs who are in the process of quitting their much-hated day job to work for themselves full-time. You can expect weekly conversations with unapologetic creatives, business owners, and influencers. We discuss tips on how to reach your goals, manage your time, and keep your sanity while being a major boss babe. We are Jacqueline and Clara, your favorite hype women who will cheer you on and push you to create the life that you want. We have helped entrepreneurs make meaningful connections to grow their businesses. Glow Radio has been seen in Oprah Magazine, Thrive Global, and Pop Sugar Fitness. We hear you, girl. By popular demand, we have created a freebie for you entrepreneurs who don't want to waste time or money but want to start your own podcast. It is only seven simple steps and you don't need to break the bank. Make sure you stay with us until the end to find out how to get your copy. Hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Glow Radio Co. Stay sassy, babes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode on Glow Radio. We are super excited today. We have another beauty guest. We have the founder of St. Jane Beauty today. Her name is Casey. So welcome, Casey. Thank Hi, you for guys. Us. Thank Hi. you. Thanks for having me. So first of all, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and your business for those who don't know you? Absolutely. So a little bit about me. I come from the world of beauty and wine. Um, I've been a brand creator for the last 15 years or so. I started my career as a journalist at CNN. I was a producer in New York, and then I moved into the wine business where I worked on an innovation team for one of the largest wine companies in the U.S. called The Wine Group and created a brand for them that went on to do pretty well called Cupcake Vineyards. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Um, And that was the first brand I created and then went off to business school, graduated from business school and thought, okay, am I going to go back into wine or am I going to pursue another passion and interest that I had, which was in the beauty space? 
So I ended up working for Sephora and uh, I was a part of their uh, exclusive engine development team, which is called Kendo. And the idea behind Kendo was to create brands that were all exclusive to Sephora. So it was there that I really learned beauty and formulas and product development and branding and the beauty space. So I worked on brands like Marc Jacobs Beauty with Marc and Kat Von D, Hello Kitty, Disney, Marquesa, Elizabeth and James. There were quite a few of them. And I really, that was sort of a PhD in beauty brand development. And so I left Sephora um, and were, and went back into the wine industry and has have been creating wine brands until St. Jane was born, which started in early 2018. And it's been an amazing ride. We launched January 19. So we're about six months old and it's been so exciting. It's such an interesting space. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. You have yeah. so much experience. Holy. Um, what, what, how did you know that St. Jane was like right for you? So St. Okay. So basically when California started legalizing cannabis, I was reading about the differences between CBD and THC. And I was reading an article and the headline was something like CBD is nature's Xanax meets Advil. And I thought, okay, well, what is that? We need to go deeper there. And so I went into a dispensary in San Francisco and talked to the bud tender. And I said, show me all of your brands that have really high concentrations of CBD. I'm more interested in CBD right now than THC because, you know, it had just, it had so many different sort of health um, health benefits that had been being researched and written about. And so he, the bud tender at this dispensary pulled out all these brands and they were high CBD and next to them were all these benefits around what CBD, uh, could do. And it was around inflammation and anxiety and gut health, pain management. And I thought, gosh, if CBD does one of these things. It's the most exciting skincare ingredient of our, of our time. And coming from the beauty industry, that's really fascinating. You don't come across an ingredient that you're this excited about uh, very often. You know, there are lots of ingredients out there. There's hyaluronic, there are peptides, vitamin C, caffeine. Um, but this one seemed to have some really special properties that I had not come across in my career in beauty. And so I thought, okay, this is, this is something, and I have to go deeper here. I'd always played with the idea of creating my own brand, given that I've created so many brands for so many people over the years, but I didn't feel like I had the idea until CBD came along. And so St. Jane was born because I thought, you know, CBD, if we bring really incredibly formulated best in class products and combine them with CBD, that's going to be very breakthrough in the industry. And so St. Jane, the name came from the innocent side of Mary Jane, St. Jane. And also St. Jane was an actual person. She lived in the 1500s and she was given sainthood for healing people and not just anybody, but women who were very old and very sick that society wouldn't otherwise touch like unwed mothers. So she was sort of a, you know, 1500s feminist. And there are a lot of layers to the brand and we have a very, you know, just given that CBD is our main ingredient, but we thoughtfully pair CBD with other ingredients that support the CBD mission. We're really dedicated to healing as well. So we're doing beauty a bit differently. Hmm, that's so cool. I feel like I haven't ever heard of another brand that's like this. So yeah, that's really awesome. 
So I want to know a little bit more about your um, opportunity that you had with Sephora. So how did that come up? Like, how did you get chosen to be a part of that? So when I, you mean when I graduated from business school or when mm-hmm. St. Jane? Okay, because we have two Sephora stories. Oh, one is... <laughs> tell us both. Tell us both. Okay, so the first ones, they're, they're both interesting in different ways. The first one was when I was in business school, I was at Stanford and all of my friends were after our first year, all of my friends were getting jobs in consulting and VC and tech and really, you know, very interesting, but very well-paid jobs. And I thought, you know, not really that that's not speaking to me. I want to go work at Sephora, but Sephora had never had an MBA intern. So somewhere between your first and second year, you do a job and you're supposed to learn. And so I went to Sephora and I said, I I really want to work here. What do you think? And they said, well, we don't do MBA interns. We we don't have a program for it. This was back in 2007. I said, that's okay. Listen, I'll work for free and you can pay me in makeup. And they laughed and they were like, well, I, I guess, yeah, let's try it. So I worked for that summer and I worked for an amazing woman named Courtney Baber, who was the head of color merchandising. And I learned a lot from her and, you know, did some interesting projects for the color team. And it was a really great way to learn both Sephora and the ins and outs of Sephora, which is a really extraordinary business, but also to meet a lot of the people there who um, I was able to connect back in with after I graduated And so I was hired. Kendo was just starting. It had just launched. I think I was the fifth employee ultimately when I was hired. And I worked for Michael McGeever, who's now at Beauty Counter, and he's incredible. So I he was I was his brand development person. I was head of brand marketing and creative. And it was an unbelievable opportunity. But when I ultimately got that job, it was because of that MBA internship where I was paid in makeup. And literally at the end of the summer, I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm leaving. And Courtney gave me a giant bag of makeup. It was amazing. Made me very happy. Oh my goodness. That's like cool. So I wouldn't mind being paid in makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I don't certain, need to eat. I just need makeup. <laughs> exactly. I mean, certain people have their priorities in order. I think we're all on the same page. And then the second, the second story with Sephora is about how St. Jane was, was launched in Sephora. And that one is, you know, I think it's interesting because a lot of people have asked, are you in Sephora with St. Jane because you used to work at Sephora? And the answer is no. I, I wish I could say yes. You know, I think that we, our product had to really stand on its own two feet. And um, I was able to reach out to one of the um, the head skincare buyer who's a friend and and she evaluated the product. And I think, you know, she's she's very... Uh, discerning and she's seen every kind of brand out there and she's seen she's certainly leading the charge and pioneering the world of CBD skincare for Sephora her name's Cindy Diley and she's very bright very smart and very entrepreneurial in this space and I think she fell in love with St. Jane and it was but we had to prove ourselves it wasn't a slam dunk there it wasn't like I I really had to you know tell the story and make sure that I had my formula really buttoned up and it's been Sephora has been an incredible partner for us since we launched in May, and I'm extremely grateful. So I have so anyway. So those are the two Sephora stories. They're kind of fun. Those are really amazing stories. Oh yeah. my gosh! I'm like I want to work at Sephora now. Yeah. <laughs> so for the for the birth of Saint Jane, where did you get the funding to start this? Because I you know you have to deal with a lot of chemical like I'm guessing chemists and all that stuff. So well. 
it, the, we're all self-funded right now. And uh, I feel really grateful that we have been able to put our own investment into the company and we're able to continue to fund the company based on the growth that we've seen so far. So that's been really exciting. But, um, you know, it's it, my husband and I always joke, we we're a good team. And I've, I've, you know, when I was at Sephora, I was helping to fund his company. He does pri- private equity real estate. And now I'm pursuing my dream and he's helping me make that dream a reality. So we're a good, we're a good team and that's how we've done it. But yeah, the chemist, you know, on the chemist side, when I first started St. Jane, no one would work with me. So all of my relationships back from my Sephora days, my Kendo days, they, they weren't interested in CBD. It was still not legal. It was not protected under the farm bill. And so lots of doors were shut and you're like, Oh, Casey, great to hear from you. It's been a couple of years, but we're, we can't work with you. And so I had to get really creative and I had to do it myself. I really formulated a lot of the initial directions with our products myself. And I learned how to homogenize CBD and I learned what it paired well with. And I learned what it didn't pair well with. I taught myself And that was the best thing I could have done because now I'm able to teach all the labs how to work with it and how to make sure that it's handled appropriately and that you're getting the right levels and that it's paired with things that don't, you know, that work synergistically with it versus the other, the other way around. So it's, it was a good learning how to do it. Being very hands-on when I first started was a real gift. That sounds crazy. It sounds like you had a lot of work in the beginning. It was funny though, because we're, you know, we're, we're in my office now and in the beginning, I would have these packages of random oils and white powders shipped to to my office, and we would open them up and we joke that it was like Breaking Bad. It felt so <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> like, what is this white unmarked white powder that we just got? And then we had it tested and we validated it and realized it was you know pure CBD, but it was a pretty funny time. <laughs> that does sound really funny. So. Do you have any mistakes that you made back in the beginning that you wish you didn't do? That's a great question. I I don't necessarily think we've had any mistakes. We've had definite hiccups, but everything has been really incredible learning experiences. It sounds a bit cliche, but the mistakes that we've made are on things like, you know, not realizing being stressed when we didn't necessarily have to be stressed. And we always say that we're building the airplane mid-flight. We haven't had any crashes, so that's good news. But every day is so challenging. And, you know, as a brand creator, I thought I knew exactly what I was doing. But there's such a big difference between being a brand creator and being an entrepreneur. And it's it's been so rewarding. But yeah, there are hiccups. There are challenges. There are things that don't necessarily go your way. There are lots of sleepless nights. But I wouldn't trade anything for the world. And I feel like now all those mistakes feel like really great learnings. Um, and I'd have to really go deep to, to, to think about if the mistakes, you know, stuck. Because so far, it doesn't really feel like any of them have. Yeah, That's awesome. No, I know what you mean. Being an entrepreneur, it's always up and down. Yeah. And there are days where you're just like, am I doing anything right at all? And then there's days where you're just like, this is great. I'm, I'm like the best at this. <laughs> it's like the highest. Yeah, the highs are high and the lows are low. And you have to, we always talk about how you have to manage the time between the peaks and the valleys, that there are a lot of moments between those peaks and those valleys that you have to keep your chin up and realize that you're doing the right thing and you you have to keep going. So how do you um, handle the lows? What do you do when you kind of hit that moment of like, oh, I can't, like, what am I doing wrong or something? 
such a good question. I don't, I don't, I'm not great at turning it off. My husband and I just had a conversation this morning about being successful. And I said, do you have to be obsessive to be successful? Because I need the, I need to balance. And that's my challenge as an entrepreneur is seeking that balance and figuring out how to turn off the noise so I can really do what I need to do, which is have that quiet space to think strategically and be creative and being creative is what fuels my soul. And so turning it off is critical and, and seeking that balance. It's always up and down and pushing, you know, pushing the boundaries so that I can have that, that quiet space that I need. And like this weekend, you know, we went, my husband and I went to Napa with some friends, we went wine tasting and that was perfect. I got back Sunday and I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready again. It's a nice reset button. I'm ready for the week. So I think the, the striking the balance and finding, you know, exercise and being outside, being with my kids, my three daughters who are amazing and spending time with them is good for my soul. So it's, it's a balancing act. Yeah, totally. So what do you think are some components that make a successful beauty brand? I think you have to have a strong point of view that is yours, authentic and really different in the market. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be so expensive and innovative and you don't have to spend a ton of time and money on marketing, but you have to have an authentic idea that you believe in that sets you apart, that you can continue to um, message and storytell around and that inspires you on a daily basis as a brand founder and as a, you know we have a very small team and so that is for us you know the fact that we really believe in what we're doing with St. Jane we really believe in the benefits of CBD benefits and results I think if if you're st if you're thinking about starting a beauty brand you will never go wrong by being performance first. If your products work, people will come back to them. If you can tell your story, people will believe you. If you can be authentic, you you're in good shape for the long run. So that's where that's our philosophy is we always deliver products that we believe in. And um, we really our story inspires us every day. This idea that CBD has a healing um, superpower to it and that we can infuse that into our products uh, is is you know, essential to us. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say is your favorite approach to marketing and building your brand? We've been very limited. It's funny you ask because we've been very limited being CBD. There are a lot of rules and regulations around advertising CBD products. They're starting to loosen. But when we first started... <laughs> We couldn't, we, we couldn't advertise on Instagram. We even got blocked by Instagram mm -hmm. for a period of time because they weren't sure who we were, what we were about, and if we were trying to promote THC. And so there have been a lot of challenges in the traditional lanes of marketing for all the CBD brands out there. And I think it's a, it's a big reason why we've banded together as CBD founders and we really try to help each other. And that's a unique point of difference in the beauty industry. It's, it's not like other beauty brands. We really believe in the tide rises all ships. So traditional forms of marketing have been challenging, but my favorite is probably, probably Instagram. That's the one, even though we have had challenges with it, it's my voice. It's my, my platform for telling the brand story. And that's been, I think our biggest avenue of getting the word out. Um, and, and beyond that, you know, we can't advertise with Google. There's a lot that there's a lot we still can't do. SEO has been challenging, 
But, um, but I think, you know, social media being a platform for our brand and our story and our visuals and our voice, that's been really inspiring to me. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of hurdles you've had to run through. <laughs> I couldn't even, I didn't yeah. even realize that Instagram or Google was so limited. Yeah. Like, I thought it was just like a free for all, like the wild, wild west. Or something. <laughs> I wish it was, but it's, and and I think that it's starting to change. We were just able to run our first promotion last week and it was, I was like, it was like Christmas morning. I was like, this is the best thing ever. What is this? So I think that's going to hopefully change the game for us. But yeah, it's been a real challenge. And I think, you know, to Instagram and Facebook's credit, they're trying to do it the right way. Payment processing has been a similar challenge where it's not like CBD companies can just go bank with a normal bank uh, because there are regulations at the federal level around, you know, around THC and CBD and the law. And so that's starting to loosen, but there's a lot of confusion and it's the brands that I think that are really being methodical and responsible that are helping to pave the way. And and that's what we're focused on is we're architecting the narrative of this industry and we're helping all of these major areas understand that, you know, CBD is, is more like a vitamin. We're not talking about a psychoactive ingredient. We're talking about something that really has wellness benefits and, um, and, and making sure that that's that's clear yeah you're definitely the pioneer and you're gonna pave the way so all the americans would be like okay this is good now yeah (laughs) we're trying so what have been uh one of the most memorable achievements in your career so far oh my goodness well i will never forget after shortly after we launched on sephora.com i was in new york for an event. I was speaking on a panel and meeting with editors and my flight had been delayed and it was kind of a stressful, it had been kind of a stressful time being away from the kids. And I got off the plane and my bag had been lost and I was waiting in baggage claim and I opened my phone and I got an email from Sephora saying some amazing stats about how well we had done in our first few weeks of sales. And I just started tearing up. I was like, what? This is the most extraordinary feeling that all of that hard work had actually paid off and that the Sephora clients were discovering the brand and that we were doing well. So that was one major highlight. I will never forget that. Um, But there have been a lot of, it's been a roller coaster. We've had amazing press uh, support. The editors have been so inquisitive and responsible and thoughtful about how they've covered the brand and excited about the brand. And so that's been every time, every time we get any kind of, you know, press hit, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, this is so exciting. So there have been a lot of amazing moments, but those are probably, I would say between press and, and Sephora and our other retailers too, where we've done well. And we have these moments of, you know, just this reassurance that we're on the right track. That's been incredibly rewarding. Yeah. First off, congratulations, because that's a big deal. Like, that's really amazing how you could just put it out there and then people start discovering you and it kind of just has that beautiful snowball effect. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your advice for other aspiring entrepreneurs? If you're enjoying this episode so far, please comment Glow Up on YouTube and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars or we will find you. We will. Well... If you're going to start a business, be prepared for 
how much work it's going to be, which is a given. It's not like you can, it's not like you can dip into it. If you're going to do it, be prepared to do it 120%, be prepared for sleepless nights, um, be prepared to eat, sleep, drink, breathe, dream your brand. I literally dream in St. Jane. And I think, and, and you will, so know that it's going to be hard work. That's the given. I would say, make sure that before you do it, it is inspiring to you and that you want to keep doing it day in, day out. It's not glamorous every day. I didn't realize I was going to have to be a chemist and a mathematician. And there are so many things that I've never done before in my career. Uh, and so it'd be prepared for the challenges and the uncertainty. The uncertainty was something that I underestimated that every day, I never know what's going to come my way, but also there's so much ambiguity in almost every decision you make. There's no, no there's never a, a 100% clear answer in a lot of the, a lot of the really big major strategic business decisions that you have to make. You have to go with your gut and you have to be comfortable with ambiguity. So I could go on and on, but I think those are the biggest ones. Oh, that's such good advice. I feel like that really speaks to my soul yeah. as an entrepreneur. Totally. So at this point now, what are some of your future goals for St. Jane? I want to see St. Jane continue to really help people. And, you know, we've had so many people come to us and say, I, you've, your luxury beauty serum has changed my skin completely that I've had eczema and nothing's been able to work before I've been on dermatologist prescribed eczema creams. And I use St. Jane for two weeks and it's completely cleared up or people who suffer from acne who can't normally use face oils, but because we have so many antibacterial ingredients in our formula, they're able to finally have, you know, hydration and CBD has been shown to control sebum production. So it's, I think that the powerhouse results, I want to continue to see those help people and change their skin because skin is, you know, it's such an important part of our lives as women. And it's, a, it's been challenging for us since and we can all remember those early years. It's, it's never an easy path. And so we want to continue to really help people in that way and, and change their skin for the better. And then I think we want to see St. Jane evolve. CBD is not going away. It's, I think it's, it's changed people's lives for the better. Um, people who have you know, suffered from conditions, skin conditions and systemic conditions. And so I think it's just getting started. Uh, people talk about the CBD trend. So I think that's not going away. However, we want to make sure that St. Jane is, is beyond CBD and it really is a wellness brand. And so that's, that's part of our future. We want to continue introducing products that are breakthrough and interesting. And we're not necessarily a traditional skincare brand or color brand. We dabble in these lifestyle areas where we believe CBD really adds the most benefits. So that's, that's, that's our plan. That's amazing. I completely admire that you take performance first, mm -hmm. like results and performance, like oriented yeah. achievements are like so important than just like I want to take my brand crazy and make a bajillion dollars and then I'm like hey bye you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I admire that completely and yeah. I think that's how we really adopt how the way we work as mm -hmm. well um so we're just gonna sneak in into a little fun section where we kind of get to know you and your personality a little bit more so we have three random questions for you Okay. <laughs> Number one is very easy. How do you practice self-care? With three kids and 
St. Jane, it's hard, but what is, what's non-negotiable for me are a couple things. One, I have to exercise almost every day. And my team knows I just sneak in half hour, 45 minutes. And I just need to do that because I believe in, it just makes me feel so much better and able to tackle anything. Uh, I spending time with my three kids is huge. I know for a lot of people that doesn't sound very relaxing, but for me, they're just like my little soulmates and they're, they're so beyond. And then getting away with my husband, uh, like we did this weekend is a really good example. Just, you know, spending time kind of thinking about our lives and how grateful we are and where we want to go. Gratitude is really at the center of, of self-care for me in general. And I, it's, it's a practice that is woven throughout my day, every day, all day long. When things get really hard, I default to gratitude because it, it's sort of a cure-all, um, And then, you know, going for walks for me when I'm on conference calls is another way that I kind of try to incorporate self-care into my daily routine. It's proven that if you go for a walk while you're trying to solve a problem, the way the left-right movement of walking actually stimulates creativity in the brain. So that's a really big one for me. Um, And then time with friends, you know, friends who fill up your soul are, that is, that's, that's everything. Um, But yeah, it's a balancing act. What about you guys? I want to know your self-care routines. <laughs> what are yours? Well, I guess both of us are big, like, fitness junkies. Like, I I love taking really intense workout classes. Like, that's what I like to do for exercise. So at least, like, about two to three times a week, something very intense. And, um, yeah, I generally try to, like, watch what I eat. So I'll try to fit in my greens, like have a smoothie here or there, but obviously I still like to indulge. So it's it's like you said, like a balancing act because I don't restrict myself, but I just make sure I get in those nutrients. And yeah, just winding down, spending time with friends, a glass of wine. Here I, was, I, was waiting for that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm a wine kind of gal. so Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. That's me. It's funny how you were saying that you like to walk and have conference calls because I remember we're as content creators, you mm-hmm. know, um, when I'm on the treadmill, suddenly I get bursts of ideas and I'm just typing away yeah, my phone yeah. and I'll be messaging Jacqueline like, oh my God, I got this idea. It's amazing. And this and that. And I was like, oh, that's why yeah. you're stimulating your brain by working both sides. It's so true. It's funny because I don't, most people love massages to do for mm-hmm. self-care. I sit there and all, it just makes me go crazy because I'm like, I have to do this. I have to do that. Oh my gosh. I finally have headspace and I, my to-do list is like five pages long by the time I'm done with the massage. <laughs> <laughs> or like just before bed. That's yeah. like me. I get all those ideas. I'm like, I need to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because you finally get to calm everything yeah. down. But for me, I definitely, I love to meditate. Mm-hmm. I am actually a personal trainer, so I definitely, I live at the gym as well. Yeah. <laughs> and um. Being, I think the most important for me is just being able to turn off that work brain because yeah. it's so hard because you're constantly flowing with ideas. So mm-hmm. my main self-care, I think, is like 9 p.m. You're like, okay, electronics off. Like, I need to look away kind of thing. You have to put your phone to bed. That's what I do. I literally will put it to bed. I put it over in a separate spot. I turn it on airplane mode mm. so that it's it's it can't go off accidentally. And I know that nothing's even coming in. And that's how I can fall asleep. Otherwise, I would be the same way. I used to keep, when I worked at Sephora, I kept a notepad by my bed so that if I woke up or if I couldn't fall asleep, instead of holding on to all those ideas, I would just jot them down. Mm. And that helped me fall back asleep. 
Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I need to learn to do that. Like put my phone on airplane mode. <laughs> I just turn on the do not disturb now and then put it away. Oh yeah. yeah. Same idea. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> so the second random question we have here is among your friends and family, what are you best known for? <laughs> okay. Let's see. I would say I'm very fundamentally happy. I think I'm pretty much always in a good mood. I have a big harmony override. I want everyone to be happy as well. Um, very like kumbaya. And um, I love to I love to host. I love to have wine dinners and entertain. I would say also I'm able, I work at a different pace. I think one thing that constantly seems to come up with my friends and family is like, how do you do all this? How do you how do you do wine and St. Jane? And cause I still, I still do innovation and I create wine brands for the wine group. So I still do that as well. And, um, and with the girls and how do you balance it all? And so I think that's just the pace. Something that's come up a lot is I work at sort of a different pace. I think it must be my CNN background being in live television and working in new, in a newsroom, you sort of learn to do five things at once. And that's the pace I operate at, which isn't for everybody. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I would say, I would say that's it. I'm also extremely extroverted. I get my energy from being around other people. Um, I love my friends. I love my family. People are everything to me. Uh, so my relationships really matter. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's like building a really important network too. Because mm -hmm. I see a lot of people, they shy away from other people, but it's like, it's so good to just connect, even if yeah. you like, maybe don't really know them that well. Just bring that light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my third random question is, have you ever had a job in the past that you really did not enjoy? Wow, that's a great question too. Well, okay, so I started working when I was about nine years old. And wow. I, I used to ride horses. And so my parents said, if you want to ride horses, you need to pay for your lessons. So my first job was cleaning stalls, which came with a lot of, you know, fun things and cleaning horses and, uh, and saddles and teaching pony lessons. And so I started working from a very young age, which is, I think, where a lot of my kind of grit comes from. But I, I had one job. I worked very briefly for a tech company that was not my thing. It lasted like a couple of months. And I very quickly was like, this doesn't feel right. It feels a bit like an itchy sweater. And so that's my advice to anybody is if it doesn't feel right, don't, don't force it. If it feels like a square peg in a round hole, just life is too short to feel unfulfilled on a, on a daily basis. Make a change and, and don't, and be unapologetic about making it quickly. I love that. I feel like in our society nowadays, like a lot of people force themselves to keep doing things that they don't really yeah. enjoy, but sometimes you just got to make a change. Yeah. Or like, they're like, oh, I'm into, in, I'm in this too deep or mm, something, you know? Yeah. Or I feel guilty or it's going to reflect badly on me or I don't want to let people down. And all those are very admirable. But at the end of the day, life is short. Yeah. You have to do what you love. Totally. Alrighty, so we're down to the last segment of our podcast, which is going to be a fun, quick, this or that lightning round. Okay, ready. So I'm going to ask all the questions and just answer as quickly as you can, and we'll jump right into it. So number one, cake or pie? Cake with lots of frosting. Coffee or tea? Coffee, all day long. Pink or purple? 
Ooh, okay. It has to be right in the middle, a mix of pink and purple, magenta. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream or frozen yogurt? Frozen yogurt. Be eaten by a shark or a tiger? <laughs> I feel like I'm with my eight-year-old. Um, I would say a shark. Ooh, scary. <laughs> Faster. Only, <laughs> only be able to shout or whisper all the time. Whisper. Be able to stop time or be able to fly? Stop time. Always have to take a cold shower or sleep one less hour than you need to be fully rested. Cold shower, four, four. <laughs> be able to read minds or see the future? Ooh, see the future. And last one here, never be able to use mascara again or never use eyeliner. Never use eyeliner. Awesome. Sometimes I'm just like, hmm, there is a right question. There is a right answer to this. <laughs> no judgment, but there's a right answer. <laughs> exactly. All righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We had so much fun chatting with you. And where can everyone find you online? Like, what are your social handles? At St. Jane Beauty is our IG. We're stjanebeauty.com is our site. And you can find us uh, at all of our retailers. So if you Google St. Jane, you'll find us. Cool. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much. You're so amazing. This was so much fun. Yeah, you're amazing too. Okay. Bye. 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 Hey, Glow Gang. Thanks for listening. Did you love this episode or what? As promised, we made a killer freebie for you, so hit up woglow.com or check out the link in the description for how to start a podcast in seven simple steps. Give us your five golden stars on iTunes and we'll be your best friends, I swear. And please share this episode with your babes that need some glow and will benefit from this. Thank you. Thank you.